everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bowman Chronicles podcast. I'm Mark Bowman. We're coming to you tonight from Little Sink Creek Farm in Sullivan County, Tennessee. And I've got a really good friend of mine here as a guest tonight. Uh, if you were from our area and a lot of surrounding areas in a lot of different states, you're going to know who he is. He really doesn't need an introduction, but uh, just a, uh, a a great guy. And I really appreciate him being here with us tonight and uh, and talking about his, uh, his story and his, his businesses and, and everything. Uh, Mr. Todd Godsey. Um, owner of Bigfoot's Taxidermy in Bluntville, Tennessee. Uh, he is, uh, a, he does all my mounts and just a, I mean, just a true professional taxidermist. Todd, I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you inviting me out to, to talk about this. I sure do. Uh, Todd uh, and his his lovely wife, Tina, came tonight. We just finished up a little dinner and uh, we sat down to, to talk to everyone. So, uh, uh, we appreciate everyone being here and, and listening to the podcast tonight. Uh, Todd, tell us, tell everybody about yourself, how you got started in the business and uh, how long you've been doing it. And, and, uh, and you know, you're, I, I'll tell you folks, if, if you want your kills mounted, this is the man to do it. And he is him and his and your dad did a lot of mounts for me, and I'll tell you, uh, it's second to none. Well, I sure appreciate that, Mark. And uh, my granddad, he was in the business, and my dad, and and now me, and supposedly I'm a third generation, but that really doesn't mean a whole lot. But I've just been around it all my life, so you know, it just comes natural. When did uh, so? When did your business? When did the business start? In the fifties. Wow, I'm thinking. Wow, that's when he started. Yeah. So your granddad actually started yes, it. Yes, he did. He did. And then your dad. My, my dad. He he started doing it. He was uh, he worked for Mason Dixon Truck Lines, and then they went out on strike, and he took up full time taxidermy, and never did advertise or anything like that, and. and I worked at a extruding plant, and and he got busy doing taxidermy, and I decided to come in and help him, and and then we hired some other taxidermists, and then things just started growing. That is, uh, that's awesome, and you know, it's, I mean, to come, I, I love coming to your place, you know, and 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 visiting, and. Uh, you know, your gallery that you have there and a lot of that stuff, your dad mounted, and I guess your he granddad did. mounted. He did. And, but, uh, dad, he always loved to, to elk hunt and, and to go on trips and, and, uh, caribou and moose and, and stuff like that. And he used that taxidermy a lot to, to fund that when he, when he was driving, doing this truck driving. So, yeah. So on an average, I guess, what, how many, I mean, how many animals are you are you doing a year? Well, it just depends. You know, uh, I think last year we had probably 600 head wow. that we done. So, but, uh, you know, it's it's hard to find taxidermists. It's, they're just not very plentiful. Yeah. Well, and good ones. Good ones, You know, yes. that, that know what they're doing. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, folks, I, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the biggest – uh, 
deer that I've ever killed with my bows right above Todd's head, and Todd did it, and it's one of my favorite mounts. Uh, you did pretty much all the mounts in in, in our cabin here. Yeah. I mean, all my turkey, and we were talking about the two bearded hens yes, that are, are hanging over the mantle yes. here, and, uh, you know, uh, it just, I mean, it's an art and I, I, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do. Well, I really appreciate the business, and it is an art. And you know, the Lord's blessed us with our business, and, and you know, that's that's quite a blessing. And when you and you talk about taxidermists, and like you said, there's, I mean, there it's a there's not a lot out there now, right? Um, and uh, especially. Yeah, you know, like we were talking about that are professional taxidermists, yeah. which 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 is what I consider you and your family. It's um, it takes somebody that takes an interest, somebody that has to have an interest in in putting a, a preserved hide over a, a form and and taking an interest in that and bringing it to life. Yeah, you know. So I've got some younger taxidermists now that we're trying to train and and bring back into the to the program, and you get some that you know. They're, you can tell they're just not interested in what they're doing, and then some are really, really interested. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, in today's world, it's just hard to find anything. It is, you know, or find people to actually work. Yes, you know, that, that, you know, and to train and and do apprenticeships like that. But uh, so, of all your, your your you know the mounts that you've done over the years. And, and man, you know, I, I like I say, I love coming and, and looking at, at your, you know, your, your gallery and your, uh, what, what was your, what's the probably most memorable one that you've, or memorable or I guess the, um, wildest or, well, the oddest thing I probably mounted was a white chicken with, uh, pink toenails or pink feet. She, a lady had <laughs> had a pet and, and painted its feet pink. And yeah. was, uh, that was, she cried when she picked it up and I cried when she painted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, well, you know, I mean, she probably wanted to, I mean, it was her, oh, yes. to, to keep it. Yes. And, and uh, you know, that's a, so I know you've did a lot of full-bodied stuff because yes. I know you got two or three full-bodied elk in the gallery yes sir um you've got the mountain lion in there yes sir now did your did did your dad kill that mountain lion yes he did yes he killed that mountain lion in uh, washington state wow it liked uh three sixteenths of an inch to make boone and crockett wow so. wow that's uh and it's a beautiful mount yes, i mean yes. that is a uh so the the two and I know you've got a, a couple of, of full elk mm-hmm. mounts yes. in there. Now were those your kills or those were mine and my dad's? Yes, sir. Awesome. Hey, that's uh, where were they killed? Uh, his come from Wyoming, and uh, one of them I have come from New Mexico, and one from Colorado. I love full body mounts, and you don't see it a lot. No, you know, in, anymore. I mean, you've got a bear that I took during early archery season yes. that we're doing. Yes. You're doing a full body mount for me. Yes, sir. And I can't wait to get it back. Yes. And, uh, you know, you did, uh, you, you've done, well, uh, the last bear I killed was down in the swamps of North Carolina and you did a shoulder, uh, actually, I'm probably half body mount for me mm-hmm. of, of him. And he turned out just awesome. I know you have, Mounted pretty much, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff. 
and we were talking earlier about you had uh, you had were touching up a hyena mount. I yes. think is what yes. <laughs> yes, it come from a it come from a zoo, and it had uh, passed, and and they didn't want to you know throw it away or anything like that, and uh, wanted me to, to fix it. So we we mounted it up, and it, it made a nice mount. That's uh, that's cool. I, you know, I love you know the different mounts and the, and uh, you know to come in and see. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, so, how old were you when you started into the the business with your your dad? I mean, wh- how old were you when you when you started doing your your first mounts? I was probably about eleven when I started, and I, I mounted a uh, a covey of quail. I probably I think I had maybe six birds, but back then, uh, me and my dad and, and friends of ours we bird hunted a lot, so yeah. I had a lot to work with and to practice with. So. Yeah. I mounted those quail, and and uh, my dad he he always uh, admired them and put them back. He liked to show them off and stuff. But I just <laughs> you know I just watched him and and picked up from him. So yeah, what's the biggest whitetail you've ever mounted? Mm, I seems like we get big ones every year. It's just uh, and it's really hard on you when you're a deer hunter. Like oh yeah, myself, and then you. You have to handle all those big oh. deer, and you don't kill nothing, so it kind of <laughs> it haunts you, torments you. It, we see, I know you mount a lot of stuff from the Midwest mm-hmm. that people yes, bring sir. back, and in the West, too. Yes, sir. Um, and, uh, you know, it is – so what's the difference? And I know there is a difference in our deer here, mountain, you know, yes. with, with you know, our deer in southwest Virginia, northeast Tennessee – and the deer, of course, they're growing a lot bigger in the Midwest. So what is the, I mean, what's the biggest difference in mountain, those two species of deer? Well, you know, in the Midwest, the, the deer, you know, your climate's so cold and stuff like that. And deer are so much bigger because they have to survive. Yeah. They have to put on the weight and they've got a lot of uh, hair and their, 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 their coats are a lot fuller and stuff like that. So. You know, whenever we do the muscle detail and all that, that's, you know, we got to allow for that and try to cut that in there. Yeah. And make yeah. all that show. So what is the hardest thing to mount? Is it, I mean, is it a bird? Is it a deer, elk? I mean. I've just been doing it so long. It's all just, yeah. it's really not hard. It just, you know, it just comes into play. But, uh you know, birds is, I, I like birds pretty well because that's what I started on. My dad was a big grouse hunter and, and yeah. he'd come in and I'd have to clean the birds. So I'd grab me one up and stick it back and yeah. and mount it. And, you know, I, I love to fool with birds. Yeah. Well, you did. Uh, I killed a goose up in Blacksburg, Virginia about, I guess it was probably what, three years ago. And you did that goose for me. That, that thing had a six foot, right at six foot wingspan. It was oh, yeah. a big goose. Yes, and I love that thing. I do. I, and I, I, it's actually at the house. It's not out here yet. It's coming out here. <laughs> but uh, uh, that, I mean, and then it just turned out. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, everybody comes in the house when they see this goose. They're like, wow. And the first thing is, is who done that? You know, and 
I mean, it was just, it was awesome. I mean, it's just a, a great mound. And uh, so you also have a unique thing that you do in the business. And I'm very grateful for because, you know, when I killed that bear here uh, early archery season, I called you and I was like, Todd, I've got a predicament here. <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I, I shot it the last evening of early archery bear season and I didn't recover it till the next morning. And I called you that morning. I said, I shot a bear. I said, I think I hit it good. I'm going to try to go back in there because by myself mm-hmm. and it's the third bear that I've killed. I've killed two bears down in the swamps of North Carolina with a gentleman by the name of doc Boone. He has Lily Pond Creek uh, outfitters and he manages the, or managed until they sold it here this year. Uh, there's a place called Carolina Ranch down there. And I bear hunted with Doc uh, several years. Just, I mean, it's probably one of the, I mean, it's, uh, it's just a great bear hunter. I mean, he, he taught me so much about bear hunting, just like my friend John Browdy did um, that I killed my my uh, buffalo with out in Montana. Both of these guys are just, just I mean, they're just world-class bear hunters. Uh, two different spectrums. John hunts them with dogs. Doc hunts them over bait. When I killed those two bear with Doc, you know, he ran the outfitter, so he did all the, mm-hmm. you know, the caping and everything. So I killed this bear here, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I could have called Todd because I don't, you know, I'm, I've never, I've never caped a bear before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you came and did it for me. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's very unique today. I mean, nobody does that. I mean, you call a taxidermist now and, you know, a, a normal, you know, but, and, and they'll look at you like your hair's on fire if you ask them to come and cape something, you know, but I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and, and, uh, the gentleman that came with you was, uh, Gary McMurray. Yes, yes. Gary. I mean, and, and, you know, y'all came and helped me, man. And, and you done such a great job. And I mean, that means a lot well, I- because I'd never got, I would have never got that. I never got it done. I, I, you know, well, it's a, it's, if we come and do it, it's a lot less work for us on the sewing end of it, where if we have something messed up or something like that, right. you know, and, and two, I'm from the old school. I, I, I try to help and, yeah. you know, try to help the hunters as much as I can. And that is old school. And, and people appreciate that. And, uh, and when I say, you know, professional taxidermist, that's what you are. And there's few and far between that you can call a true professional taxidermist. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, and, and I'm not just saying that because we're friends. Um, but you go upstairs and look at those three gobblers that you mounted that, you know, nobody, when, when everybody that comes here and, and I take them up in what we call the bunk room and they look at those birds. They're all like, wow, who done that? Who can do that? One of them's in a fighting position. Yes, sir. And that that bird was killed on the property here by my friend Garrett Ball from West Virginia. And that's one of the prettiest mounts I've ever seen. The biggest gobbler I've ever killed in my life came off of this property year before last. And you and, and remember I brought it to you because I I shot it a little low and I tore its I tore its uh, left wing up yes sir 
and you can't tell it. I mean, you up there and look at that bird, you would never know. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's, and, and there, I mean, that's, uh, there's something to be said for that. Well, I really appreciate that. It's, I mean, um, it's, uh, you know, it's an art and, and you are a true professional at it. And well, you know, it's just kind of like the old saying, it's hard to take a, a, a sow's ear and make a silk purse. So, you know, whenever you <laughs> take care of it in the field, that means a lot, you know, yeah. Yes, we get it. Yeah. And and that's why I was so glad, you know, I, you don't know how happy it made me. I told my wife, Mars, I said, you know, I've got this bear. I found it back there. Of course, God, I, it took me forever to drag that thing out or I was dead. You know, <laughs> so, but I told her, I said, you know, I said, honey, I, you know, if I'm in for Todd and, and the guy and his, and, it, and the gentleman that works with him, I, I mean, I'd have been in a bad situation because, I, you know, I mean, I, you don't want to mess something like that up. It's a beautiful bear, and and it's going to be a beautiful mount. But if it starts with that, keeping it right, yes, and and making sure that, you know, you've got what you need to to make that, right. and. Yes. Uh, and I, I know you run into a lot of instances, I'm just like with the eight pointer that I killed here a few weeks ago, and I, and I brought it to you. And you know, you texted me and said, "Hey, next time, cut that thing off a little bit closer to the knee." You know, but that's what people need to know. You know, right. and 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 that's uh, you know, and I respect that, and that's what you know because you 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 care about what you do. Well, it's, you know, if it's always, more is always better. Yeah. You know, it gives me a, a chance to go up in size of a form and I get the full effect of it, you know, get the full size. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, too, that I love is because, you know, I, as you know, I when I kill something, we kill something, we eat it, and we try to use all of it. And whether it's the hide or, or anything, and I always bring you my hides because a lot of taxidermists now, they don't mess with hides. They don't tan the hides. You know, Martha uses them for throws. And you can see around the cabin here, we put them on the backs of the couch. We put them on chairs, you know. Uh, she sits here and watches TV and wraps up in them, you know, and that's old school. Yes. But uh, a lot of a lot of people don't want to deal with hides anymore. And uh, and you guys do such a great job with hides. I mean, they're just they turn out perfect. Every hide that I've ever brought to you is is they're all here. And well, one of them is actually on the piano at the house. Martha put it on the piano, but uh, you know they're they're perfect. And uh, and there's something to be said for that too, because I mean that's just it's old school. Yeah. So, but uh, so switching from taxidermists work. I know you love and have the same passion that I do for hunting. Yes, sir. And sitting in those tree stands in the, the early mornings with the frost and the, the late evenings watching the sun go down and it getting dark. And, and you know, we, we share that same passion. And the last two years, you have been very, very successful on some elk. I have been blessed. And been blessed. Uh, which I know you're very modest about, but you're also a damn good hunter. Well. And that uh 
that's what it takes, right? Old blind hog will find an acre and every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you found a few, right? <laughs> so tell uh, you tell everybody a little bit about these last two elk hunts. Uh, see, uh, it was a couple of years ago we went to uh, Wyoming on a bow on a bow hunt. My son in law had put us in, and we got drawed, and we went out there on a bow hunt and. It was uh, it was quite the hunt. Uh, uh, ended up killing the elk on the last day. Uh, we were taking a nap, and the guide was uh, trying to get some sail service, and uh, he had heard uh, one bugle and come running in and woke us up, and then it was on from there. It was <laughs> a, a foot race, and uh, the uh, guide, he got in behind me and, and started calling, and and the elk responded, and it started coming in, and I started shaking. And uh, the elk, uh, he was looking at me, and my son-in-law had a decoy, a flexible decoy, and he had that decoy out, and he shook it at that elk at about 60 yards, and he clued in on that and gave me time to draw the bow and get the shot. And then after that, it was uh, it all broke loose then. The bow went one way and I went the other. <laughs> so how far was the shot? It was 62 yards. Wow. I mean, now, folks, you know, as a bow hunter, which, you know, I'm a bow hunter. I, I love to hunt with my bow. I mean, and you do. You're, you're, that's a long shot. It is. It's a hard shot. It is. But I'd practiced that. You know, I'd started off shooting at, at 70 yards. I made that my – when I'd go shoot, that would be my first shot to shoot at 70. Yeah. And then uh, 20 yards was a cheap cheap shot then because yeah. I had the confidence built up and and everything. And I, I wouldn't have shot a shot like that unless I had an open shot. So he was in a field and it, yeah. nothing between us. So Wow. And my guide, he that was with us, he kept saying, shoot him again, shoot him again. And I said, I'm so tore up, I can't even knock another air. <laughs> I said, he's not going anywhere. Uh, so, Well, that's a true bow hunter because you knew you had smoked him. Uh, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> How far did he go? He didn't. He stood right there and maybe took two or three steps and wobbled and yeah. staggered around, and then he went down. How big was he? Was he a, Let's see. I think he was a, a five by five, maybe. Yeah. That's that. That's awesome. I, yeah. you know, I, that is uh, that's that's that is true America bow hunting right yes. there. Yes, I was tickled. That's uh, that is uh, now. Is he one of the ones you did full body? No, uh, I did a pedestal mount with. Okay. Him. Right. He's the pedestal that's in there on the left in your as you walk into your uh, your gallery in your studio. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. Well, thank you. He's beautiful, beautiful elk. So this past year, this there this year, yes, sir. So you killed another nice, nice. Uh, yes, sir. I actually so when you killed that, well, you'd sent the picture to Tina, and I was at the bank or I went I. Drove through to make one my or our payment at the bank because well, Tina is our uh, our my Martha's banker, and uh, she'd sent me. She said Todd killed this killed man. He was awesome. That yes, was that's a hell of an elk. Yes, uh, he's so, beautiful. So I was quite blessed on that deal too. I was tickled. Tell tell the story about him. Well, we had. Uh, 
done a lot of horse riding and uh, we had rode in to a place and it wasn't time to really the wind wasn't right and the, we just wasn't time to hunt it was up around dinner time so we again we had laid back and took a little nap and we got up and started to start hunting our way out and checking the wind and everything started falling into place and then we started moving and and my son-in-law actually uh seen the elk and uh he uh put a scope on it and we glassed it and then the the other fellow both of these fellows were younger than I was and and <laughs> the guys called me marathon man. He said, What do you think, Marathon Man? And I said, I don't know if I can make it or not. But they kept pushing me, so we we went after it. Yeah. And finally we finally got up on it and got set up and it was like you know, in a canyon it was kind of straight up and and we had stalked for I think it we'd stalked him for like a, a mile and a half I believe wow. was, was what it was yeah I lost a couple of toenails on that deal but anyway <laughs> so we got in the position to to take the the shot and uh cow uh, barked at us and I knew uh it was fixing the game was fixing to be over so I kind of had to rush and and take hold, but it was just. Uh, I ended up having to shoot shoot him four times. Uh, I think the shots was uh, three hundred yards. Uh, I shot yeah. him with the two seventy. Yeah, which everybody says that's a little light, but I love my two seventy. Oh, I love a two seventy, but uh, I shot four times. I hit him all four times, and and finally got him down. And yeah, and it. Uh, so the first shot was 300, 300 plus. Yes, yes it was 300. And I was, uh, it was maxed. I was maxed out. I wasn't going to shoot uh, four or 500 yards. Yeah. I just kept trying to get closer and closer. Yeah. And he had several, there were several cows with him and a couple more bulls. And at one time there were two bulls fighting together. Oh I got gosh. to see that, you know. I bet that was awesome. It was. It was awesome. To see that. Yes. So when you shot him the first time, did you all you, you move closer? Do you shoot him again at three hundred? Or I see, I shot him the first time, and the guy said uh, hit him again. So I shot him again, and then he had went down, and my son-in-law jumped on top of me and got my gun, and we all went to high fiving and wrestling around on the ground, and my son-in-law said, "Oh, oh, oh." He's back up. So I got my gun back and uh, I, I shot again and I hit him and uh, he staggered around and the guy said, put another one in him. And I told him, I said, I'm, I'm out of ammo. I said, I'm out of bullets. <laughs> it had rained the day before and some water had got down in my gun barrel and one of my shells had swelled a little bit. Yeah. And, it, and every time I'd get off and on on the horse, I'd unload my gun, you know, unchamber my round. And it was hard for me to get that round out of my gun, and I, I had it in my pocket, and I said, I got one more shell. So I got in my pocket and got it out and, and put it in there, and, and uh, it finally done the deal and got him down. That's awesome. So now he was – how big was he? Because he – gave us a six by six. Yeah, he was um, – yes. that was a, a pretty boy. I've, I've yet to score him, but I'm, I'm thinking around the 300. I was going to say north of that yeah. when I saw the picture. I figured I, I, I was thinking 320 to 350. He was, man, that's a pretty elk. I really appreciate that's that. A, that was a, uh, I and mean, I'm sure that's what a hunt you'll never forget, no, too. Never forget <laughs> it. 
been hunting them for a long time, and that's the one I was looking for. So, Todd, going back to your dad, who was he was I, I loved your dad. He, he's always a pleasure to be around. And everything. What was your most memorable hunt with him? Uh, he loved to bird hunt. He loved to pheasant hunt, and so. Uh, we done a lot of that pheasant hunting, and we had another friend, uh, Mr. Roller, uh, J.P. Roller. He would go with us, and yeah, and they they growed up bird hunting and stuff together. And then I would tag along, and we just had real. He he passed away in uh, 2016 uh, around the 25th of uh, December, around Christmas. Yeah. So every Christmas, I take off and. Uh, go to Kansas and I bird hunt. I've got an old bird dog and I, I tell my wife I've got to take that bird dog on vacation. So I take him and we go out and bird hunt. But I always remember those times were special. I love that. That is, uh, that's awesome. My friend Wes Hodges, and I want you to meet Wes. Wes will actually be here. I'm going to bring him down. I want him to see your your studio and yes. your gallery. Uh, Wes will be here. He's coming down to, to spend a few days. We're going to Vicious South Holston, and he's going to hunt with me for a couple of days, but he's coming down the week after Christmas. And uh, Wes is a, he, he does a lot of upland bird hunting. He does a lot of uh, public land upland bird hunting in Virginia. And, you know, he tells stories of, you know, just what you're saying, of guys that will come back and hunt with him that their dads hunted with him. Mm-hmm. Or their dads, or his, their grand, their your grandfathers, they had hunted with them, and they just wanted to go back and kill one more bird, of to bring back those memories. And I think that is so awesome that you do that, yes. and and you know to to honor your dad, yes. and uh, that is uh, that's so cool. So, but um, well, Todd, thank you so much for making the trip up this evening, man. I've had we've had so much fun. I appreciate thank you, Mark. you. I appreciate and. Uh, it. Um, I tell you, folks, if uh, you know you want professional taxidermy, I'm sitting across the table from the gentleman who is the master at it, and and he does this this beautiful, great work. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the work that you've done for me. Well, Mark, I really appreciate it, but I do have some good help. I, I've, I've been blessed with some good help. I've got a little girl from Leatherwood, Kentucky, that uh, does a lot of finish work and stuff, and she's she's real meticulous about what she does. And then I've got another boy, Gary McMurray. He's been with me for probably 30 years, and he's, he's an excellent taxidermist too, so – and that's what it's all about. It's a team. It is. You know? it and, is. Uh, and, you know, I, I, man, I, I just, I love, like I say, I love coming to your place. I love, you know, I mean, when you go there, everybody treats you good. You go in, everybody's telling stories and want to hear your story. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just old school. Well, and, I sure uh, appreciate that. It's old school, true America. Yes, and, uh, and that's uh, that's what uh, that's what us old country people are about. Yes, sir. And yes, uh, sir. but uh, but thank you for being on. I really appreciate. It. I really appreciate you coming tonight. Thank you. And uh, I hope I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to be bringing you some more stuff here before the season's over. We're, we're winding down. Yes, so, <laughs> but, but I uh, sure appreciate the business. I really do. Uh, well, thank you, and I, I appreciate everything that you do. And. Uh, I, I tell all everybody, all my friends, and 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 you know, uh, if you want something mounted, you need to take it to Todd Godsey at, at Bigfoot's Taxidermy. 
Thanks. and it will be done right. And it, it when when people come to your house, and then and I'm not just saying this because like that, when people come to my house and they see the work, they're like, "Who did that?" The first their first thing out of their mouth is, "Who did that?" And that's and I mean that's there's something to be said for that. Yeah, so I really appreciate it. But, uh, but thank you so much. I appreciate you being on, man. And we'll get back together here after the season's over to tell a few more stories. There you and, go. Uh, but thanks for telling, you know, thanks for talking about your dad and then telling those stories. And thanks for telling about the elk stories and uh, and and the chicken story with oh, the pink yeah. toenail. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Todd, thank you. And, uh, folks, I'm Mark Bowman. You've been listening to the Bowman Chronicles podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Folks, I'm Mark Bowman, and you have been listening to the Bowman Chronicles podcast. We appreciate you being with us, and you can find our podcast on all your favorite platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your favorite podcast, we should be there. So we appreciate you listening. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing and how you like the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bowman Chronicles. We appreciate you being here, and we will talk to you next time.